When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week and another edition of Coming Up Next. My name is The Boat, Brad Gilmore. Oh, my God, you're my dream boat, for sure. And I am joined, as always, by the illustrious, the one and only... Miss Jennifer Sturger. Jen, how you doing? I'm a little confused right now, Brad, to be honest, because I thought we had a bet going and you're not holding up your end of this agreement at all. Well, to myself and to the people. Here's the thing. We're going to get into that. There's a, there's a specific reason for that. And that uh-huh. will come up next on Coming Up Next. But we have to introduce the man himself who's joining us. The one and only, the GOAT, some people call him. He doesn't call himself the GOAT, but you can call him the GOAT if you'd like. You can buy a GOAT shirt if you'd like. His name is the movie trivia Schmodown champion, Dan oh, Merle. Dan, oh, my God, though. Hey, everybody. I, I, I think that's a great idea, though, Brad. You know we're going to get a full heel Dan Merle someday that's going to go Le Chevion on us <laughs> and just lose it. And I will be here for that Dan Merle. I really will be. <laughs> no, I have to take some acting lessons. Oh, I guess. shut up. <laughs> uh, Dan, how's everything going over there? Going good. This is, uh, we just got this new setup kind of, we're getting there with the new setup here. So, uh, but it's great. This feels like a little slice of home though, to be calling in and doing the show. So this is great. Oh, we've yeah. missed you a lot. It's, 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 I, I love though that we're all, we're, we're now network mates. We're now, uh, we all share a network now, which is great. We do. And your show has been fantastic. Um, I, I, you know, thank I, you. So first, the first one was the dark Knight, right? And then the one though, that, that was the one for me. Cause I, I'd seen the dark Knight, I'd seen bill and Ted. I've never seen jaws, the revenge ever. <laughs> oh, and God. listening to that, I felt like I was in on the jo- all the jokes with you and Mark during the show. And I felt like I saw the movie, which might be a good thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can just, yeah, no, we saved you some time. So I'm <laughs> glad it could be a double public service. Have you enjoyed doing the show? It's been great. You know, it, it's um, it, it's it's discovering the different ways of doing it and, and it's things that I wasn't even ready for, which is that, you know, I do think one like with Mark where we both love Jaws and we're just talking through that big dumb movie. And then uh, Mark and Draco 
uh, really, he was educating me on a lot of Friday the 13th stuff. And then uh, this last episode with Ken uh, Knapsack talking about Star Wars. It, it really is a show about loving the same movies, but everyone loves movies differently, even if it's the same one. So it, it's been fun to find those different ways of talking about the movies that, that we all know, or maybe movies that you don't know, um, and kind of sharing those experiences. It's, it's, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. It's so cool because I feel like you're having a lot of those conversations that I have with people backstage when they're either getting ready for their match or they're, you know, where they're just coming off their match. And it's just like, like Mark and Draco is one of my absolute favorites in terms of like the amount of like crazy behind the scenes movie knowledge, yeah. like the, the, how it got made and like all of the relationships and like the days of our lives stuff. <laughs> behind all of these movies like mark knows all of that and i'm just completely fascinated by it so i've got to get caught up on all the episodes uh you know obviously we have we have the teams tournament coming up and there's so much to get into there how are you guys feeling about this whole thing uh, especially it's been a weird season for the founding fathers you know losing the belts and especially to corruption it's just like how are you guys planning on on bouncing back from all of that well, you know, it does put some pressure on us uh, in the sense that, you know, if, if things had gone as uh, intended, we would probably, I think, if we're supposed to play Corruption, I think, like March or something. Mm-hmm. So if we lose that match, then we've got the whole rest of the season to either go into the tournament or play our way back through and still get to the end of the year and play it spectacular, which is always our goal is to play it spectacular, either as the defending champions or trying to get that belt. Um, where it puts some pressure on us, um, apart from the fact that, you know, there is a corruption team on the bracket that we potentially have to play, even if it's not corruption. Um, <laughs> they just, they just keep turning up like a bad penny this season. They've, they've really got some great, they've got some great players, you know, oh, man, who put that in there? Like... <laughs> um, they've got some great players, uh, but it, it puts pressure on us in that, you know, this is really, we had one game that we lost and then this is now our season on the line every game from here on out. So John and I are very aware that there's no room for error and we're taking every single team potentially in that bracket seriously because it's a small bracket and every team on there is one that you should take seriously. But it almost is like you and John come in sort of with like a a weight on your back because you two are such legends in the league that like everyone expects a certain caliber of play from you guys that it's almost like these other teams don't necessarily, they don't have that weight put upon them because they're either lesser knowns or they just, they're not the goats. You know what I mean? Well, and you know, and, and they're, and they've had some time to play too. a lot of them uh, before this and the season, um, you know, if John and I, if we go out in our first match and with it, then our legacy for this season is we went, we came in and we went Oh, and two. And obviously we don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. um, I, 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 you know, we put, I'm sure we put that pressure on ourselves. We called ourselves the founding fathers. We know that there comes, that comes with some pressure on it. Uh, but you know, that's something that we're prepared for. And, uh, you know, they, a lot of people call us old dogs, but I can tell you, I, let me tell you, we, we are very capable of learning some new tricks and we have already started talking about, obviously with our first match and everything else coming up, how we're going to surprise the league and try to keep our opponents on their toes. Yeah, I think that we're all excited to see this really short tournament, you know, go into effect with the eight teams. We just came off a 36-person tournament, so this one's going to be a little bit quicker and to the point. But speaking of that, we saw the winner of this of this tournament, this English tournament, Adam the Coyote, Jen. 
Sorry. <laughs> we don't have a sound drop for it yet. Will you uh, isolate that already? I look like an idiot. No, I think that's why I continue to do it. But, but we know we know Adam Collins is the winner, right? And you have potentially, mm-hmm. like you said, there's another corruption team out there in the team's tournament. Would you like to meet deception in the team's tournament for no other reason than to get a scouting report on Adam Collins prior to your upcoming match in singles at the Spectacular? Well, I mean, sadly, my partner, John Roca, got a great scouting report on Collins and his True. match in the singles tournament. Too soon, so, yeah, too um, soon. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, but I, I think as, on a personal level, I, the, the advantage of Collins going through a tournament like he did um, is that there's a lot of game tape on him. And if you don't think I've been watching it, then you don't know me as a competitor. Uh, but so I don't necessarily think that we would have to play corruption. Um, uh, or, or deception uh, uh, as part of corruption uh, to get that kind of scouting report. And honestly, given the faction standings and given the fact that corruption's had several great runs now in these tournaments and the, that uh, the, the exchange has not been able to replicate that largely, although we did, I, I'm very proud of everything that we've done and everything that our members have achieved in the tournaments this year. There's been some incredible performances. Uh, I think that, uh, uh, I would prefer if if they could get put out early, just because we don't have to worry about them putting any more points on the board to get to us. You know, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I got to say, you, you said the thing with with what happened with Adam Collins and John Roca, but Adam Collins, to me, taking a loss to him after this run, it really isn't anything to write home about. The guy is he's incredible. He's incredible. He's had another 6-0 rookie run. We've seen that happen before from a guy that you had to face for the championship. Didn't turn out the way that you may have wanted to the last time you faced a rookie, being Paul Oyama. I mean, what is your mentality and mindset now going into that spectacular, knowing what he can do, and then also knowing the the history? Sure. I mean, revenge, a little sweet revenge on behalf of my teammate would be great to have, and I'm sure John would love it if, if, I, could, uh, if I could take this one from him. Uh, I think that if you get to a championship level, if you're playing for a belt, then there's no question. I don't. I think about your ability to play the game. If if you're playing for a championship, then that means that you are a good player. That you you have got just just by virtue of getting there. Um, I think that when you look at his run through the tournament, obviously you know those performances speak for themselves. He is an impressive player. He's a really impressive player. I do think that particularly because the nature of retaining the championship means that my singles performances are and appearances are few and far between. And I think that because of the nature of my wins this year, because they've been very close, uh, I think that a lot of folks are looking at him and saying that I don't have a shot against him. But again, I, I just think that that's... Um, I think that's uh, inaccurate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but he doesn't have this, like, I, nobody has this. Sometimes you see a player that's like, oh, my God, they're bulletproof. Um, nobody's bulletproof. And like I said, the thing about going through a tournament is there's a lot of game tape to analyze and go through. My game tape's been out there for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I now have a chance to sit back and really look at his play. Um, it's going to be a close game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good game, and it's going to be a close game because it's a championship game. And nine times out of ten, that's how it's going to go. But am I intimidated? Um, no more intimidated than I am playing anybody playing for a belt. It's not this thing of just like, oh, man, nobody can beat this kid. What am I going to do? No, I'm going to suit up. I'm going to put my big boy boots on, and I'm going to go out and play just like I would if uh, Jeff Snyder had come out of that tournament. 
when I got the phone call, because I was not on set when you when you played Paulo Yama last summer, uh, when I got the phone call from Christian about what had happened, I will not lie, my heart sank for you. Um, does any of this this path about facing Collins at all play into your past with Paulo Yama in terms of like, how have you learned from that experience and carried it into this type of match? Because I just, as a fan, like you, you, you feel that like, Oh, this feels a little too, a little too familiar, you know? Oh yeah, sure. No, I think that, uh, you know, Paul was uh, to make that kind of run and, and Collins is making that same kind of run. For me to think that uh, I'm going to go in and win that game because he's a rookie, obviously not, because I've been down this road before and I came out on the wrong end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a very similar kind of story, but I also think that they're different kinds of players. If you look at you know strengths and weaknesses, et cetera, uh, I, I do think that the, the strategy is a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, for each of them. But yeah, you definitely, the storylines are the same. And the one thing that I've learned, and it's not just for this game, but for my game against Oyama was, you know, I played, and I've, been, I pub- I've said this publicly many times, I played that game a little tight. I played it a little conservatively. I played it to protect the lead. Um, and in the long run, that ended up costing me because I hit some vulnerable spots, some weak spots, and Paul came in. Um, and that's not taken away from, from Paul. I'm not saying it's a thing like uh, it, that was a deserved win and a mm-hmm. deserved champion there. Um, but um, nothing particular to Collins, but it, you know, it's funny how things work and the fact that I'm now in the same position two years in a row um, really at the end of this uh, storyline. And listen, I understand the concept of a Cinderella story, particularly with Collins coming in from the play in game. I know that I'm not going to be for a lot of people, the player that they want to see win, because it's a great story. If Collins runs all the way to the championship, I understand that. I just have to shut all that out. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you can't pay too much attention to what everybody else is saying and what other people have done. You have to just play the game that's in front of you, right? Play the opponent across the table from you, Dan Merle. That's what you always do. We yeah. have Dan for a couple more minutes. So if you want to interrupt with the Schmobot, we encourage you to do so. Streamlabs.com slash the Schmodown. If you want to ask your question, the man that I call the goat, but I do have another question for Dan Merle. We are on the eve of Hallow's Eve of Halloween, right? We're almost there. What, what does Dan Merle do? For Halloween, what does Mark Kanopic and Dan Merle uh, do for Halloween? What, what are your, the traditions in the Merle household? And now what? you're in the new digs. You're 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 my you're now my neighbor in the south here, in the <laughs> yeah, state right? to the north of me. So you know, what are y'all doing? Well, I know uh, Mara puts out her list of movies that are must watches, yes. which I appreciate because as someone who is not necessarily as well versed in horror as you guys are, I appreciate those because it, it sifts through the garbage for me. So I don't <laughs> end up watching straight to video like things that I'm like, oh, this must be a classic prom killer three, you know, <laughs> like- we do put some garbage on the list every once in a while, <laughs> but it's, it's lovable garbage. <laughs> Uh, well, we always watch Halloween. That's that's a, that's a must. Got to watch Carpenter's Halloween, the nineteen seventy eight. It's weird. You can't say Halloween anymore because it's three different movies. You have to specify which Halloween you're watching. The nineteen seventy eight version of Halloween. Uh, but this year, uh, for the first time ever, because just with being you know apartment living and such, we've never had trick or treaters. And and this year, uh, I believe. I mean, we've spoken with our neighbors, and it sounds like we should expect some. So we're we're bagging up some candy. And uh, we're going to have it placed outside and we're going to sit a little further away and let the kids come up and grab a bag of candy and say hello and be safe and, and, you know, take the precautions that we need to take. But we're excited uh, for the first time to have, you know, the trick-or-treaters come by and uh, be able to do like the real 
Halloween. I like thing. that you're uh, that you're like I'm putting it out there, but I'm gonna sit there and keep guard because you know there's always oh, yeah, that no. one kid in the neighborhood that's like I'll be taking all of this. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I I don't know these kids yet, so we don't trust them uh, this year. Maybe next year. Maybe if everyone's good this year. Maybe you next see year. a kid reach in for too many, you'll be like, "What's your forty time, kid?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got long legs. <laughs> Now, no, we also were almost there to the to the free for all, the horror free for all. We don't know any of the participants. Jen or I know none of the participants. They're mm-hmm. all going to be surprises. We're excited for it. But speaking of horror films, you talk about Mara puts out her list. Obviously, you'll watch Halloween 1978 every Halloween. And there's also always in the schmo down the talk of Mount. What do we call it? Mount schmo? Rushmo? Rushmo? Rushmo. <laughs> Rushmo. Mount yeah. Rushmo, Rushmo, right? The top four in the movie trivia showdown. What are the top four Halloween slash horror films of Dan Merle in Dan Merle's mm. opinion of all time? If you had to make that Mount Rushmore, if you will, of all time, that's pretty yeah. tough. Um, you know, because Halloween and horror, there's so many different kinds of scary movies. If we're talking about Halloween, though, the ones that I'm going to watch on Halloween and not yes. necessarily just overall horror, then I think that uh, obviously Carpenter's Halloween is up there, uh, top top four the, that face is on the mountain his his mask michael myers is masked face um one of the nightmare on elm street films either i would say the first one or new nightmare uh but i'd probably maybe i'll say the the original the, a nightmare on elm street just because i love freddy krueger he's my favorite horror villain that's my favorite horror franchise um probably the exorcist is up there Definitely, oh, The Exorcist okay. is up there. That's very spooky. It's 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 both. It's it's kind of the intersection of prestige and horror. Uh, so that would definitely be up there. Um, and then uh, you know, there's so many other ones to, that you can go for uh, for that that top spot. I mean, uh, you know, I might uh, I, I could I could throw Psycho up there. You mm-hmm. know, put Norman Bates's the, the the everyday face of horror on there. So uh, that's mine right now. If you ask me tomorrow, I'll give you a different four. <laughs> As is with anything with these things, right? Yep. Jim? Brad? Oh, I thought you I thought you were about to say something. To oh, no, Dan. I was okay. just laughing. I was just laughing. Oh, I'm that's sorry. All. I'm sorry. Well, Dan, we appreciate you joining us. Obviously, we have the big, uh, the big match coming up in the spectacular toward the end of the year. The card is almost fully fleshed out. We know Chris Jericho is going to be involved. We know Kevin Smith is going to be involved. But... The GOAT Dan Merle defends his championship in the main event. Will he retain? We'll find out. Dan Merle, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Good luck to to you and Mara in Arkansas, and uh, we appreciate your time. Hey, thanks so much, guys. It's always great talking to you. Stay safe and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Jeremiah Morris donated $20. Hello, Dan. My question is you said that this ends at Spectacular, and I assume... You will try to keep your word. How do you value when promises are made that they? Oh no! I think you got it in right under the wire. Yeah. Okay. How? Do, if you would like to answer the question, let's answer it. It was. Uh, I said that this ends it spectacular. Right. And how do I? How do I value? I don't know. I, anyway, can we RB three? Is it possible to replay that one? I'm gonna replay it right now. I'm giving. I'm giving Perfect. it. Okay. okay. Replay right Jeremiah now. sneaking it in right under the wall. Yeah. I mean, wow. He was like three, <laughs> two, like... one. Six. Jeremiah Morris donated twenty dollars. Hello, Dan. My question is: You said that this ends at spectacular, and I assume you will try to keep your word. How do you value when promises are made that they be kept? Uh, okay. Uh, well, you know, that was, um, obviously that this sense of spectacular was something that, uh, I made in the, in the heat of a very difficult, uh, difficult loss. 
Um, but uh, it, it's, it motivates me. And that's what I've always talked about is I like to set goals for myself. Um, not just external goals, but goals for myself. And one of those in that moment was, I do not want the season to end here for me and John. I want the season to end in spectacular, whether it's against corruption or not. On a personal level, for me, um, it is going to end a spectacular against corruption, although not team corruption against a member of corruption. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, no, that's an internal goal really that I set for myself and that just helps keep me motivated. All right. Well, there we go. Thank you again, Dan Merle. We got that one right in at the buzzer. We appreciate you for sticking around. Uh, Dan, again, thank you so much. Check out his show on this very network, on the SEN Network. Dan, we'll talk to you soon, my man. Bye. But how about this? Yes, we need a Rachel, William, and the kid are all at the table. Unbelievable. They all started the event. And they're All still right. there. Here we go, guys. Introducing contestant number 14. made it somehow to the table yes. and now right. we will continue the round here just, we go i just this, hope this is a sport character. this is a sport it's it is not, that's some real stella adler not. shit right there <laughs> oh jesus all right jesus. servant abigail in 2018's oscar nominated the favorite this could see the end of uh greg whitney or we could have a whole five, lot of chaos four Chaos could ensue. Three. Can I get multiple two, choice, please? One. Pens down, please. And Rachel? I completely blanked. You blanked. And William? Emma Stone. Yes, Greg? A Emma Stone. Yes, Whitney? Emma Stone. Yes. Is it all time? Yes. So with that, wait, Brendan got it. With that, Greg Alba, Whitney Seibold, and Rachel Cushing Whoa. have been eliminated. Whoa. The kid, Brendan, the kid, eliminates Rachel Cushing. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Look at the round of applause. The kids get William clear. All three. Rachel Cushing stood in the air. She got the round of applause. Wow. All the way to number five. What a And welcome back to Coming Up Next. My name is The Vote, Brad Gilmore, joined by Jessica. Is that you? Well, here's the thing, Brad. You told everyone that I was going to be here, and I was under the impression it was going to be you dressed as me. 
So I feel like you have some explaining to do to the coming up next audience about why you didn't hold up your end of the bargain and why I had to take the time out of my day to come do this. Look, I'm going to tell you why, Jess. I'm going to tell you why. I learned a long time ago. If something is worth doing and the people want to see it, then the people have to pay for it. You know what I mean? You can't get all this free action all the time, right? You can't do it. The How boat have you turned you it. losing a bet into people need to pay you for it? This isn't OnlyFans, Brad. <laughs> this this is my version of OnlyFans. It's the closest thing that I'll ever get. If you want me to look like you look, the fans, we need you all to join in. So here's what we do. We're going to set goals on this show moving forward. We want to first thank, all, thank the GOAT Dan Merle for joining us. But if you saw <laughs> the last episode of the Schmodown Rundown, Frank and I set a goal to hit and if we hit that goal we would do a particular challenge in this case it was the one chip challenge so what we're going to do this show around this time around if you want me to look like the woman to my i don't know which way do i point do i point this way the, if you want me to look way. like actually the, the other way yeah, yeah that way that you way. want me to look like like this if you want me to look like jess we need to get to at least one hundred dollars Today, just $100 in Streamlabs and Super Chats. If you want me to look like Jess next week, and I promise, wig, beanie, makeup, a similar <coughs> shirt situation. Uh, <laughs> we, I will do my best. But we have to hit we have to hit goals on this show. Also, though, speaking of Jen and Jess, if you want to see her. Dress as the boat, which was a part of the whoa, original. Whoa, 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 whoa! I that was that was like that was based on my Rays and the Astros. I did not sign up for, and I don't think Jen agreed to this either. So, well, I think that you should still live up to. So, if you want to see Jen dress as the boat and me dress as Jen slash Jess next week, then we get to the two hundred dollars mark. Now, we have an ultimate goal, though. If somehow within the next thirty to forty minutes, we get to the all-important $500 goal. $500 goal, right? That's huge. I know it's big. But if we get to $500 goal, Jen slash Jess will participate in what Frankie Boy and I did. Whoa, 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 what, what? You will see, yes, yes, I'm sorry. I'm springing this on you. You will see her do the packy one. AJ Lancaster donated $20. If you need makeup tips, Brad, just hit up me and Bateman. We would have helped if you asked. <laughs> they did a great job over there on Action Industries. So did they yeah, now? Did they? They well, they did a job. They did something. <laughs> um, but I'm talking about like I'll go full out. But anyway, five hundred dollars. Jen is going to do the one chip challenge, and we will do it live on the air. I'll do it with you. Don't worry. I'll do it again for some, whatever reason, and I'll put a little de bomb hot sauce on it to make it even worse. But so we will wait, do it. What? What is this? It's one chip. Like what? Yeah. How bad can this be? Okay. Okay. Thank that. I want you to keep that mentality going forward. But those are our goals for the day. I believe we're at forty dollars, perhaps. But we will see. We will see where we are going forward. But Jen slash Jess. It's time to move into the body of the show, and let's start with Rapid Fire. 
that y'all know how this segment works. Jen and I, we have three questions, and we will both take a stance. We might agree. We might disagree. Who knows how it's going to turn out, but we are going to give our take and opinion on it. So, Jen, we talked about Dan Merle just now. We talked to him about potentially facing or facing Adam Collins at the Spectacular and also his familiarity with these undefeated rookies who face him in a championship match. It happened with Paulo Yama. My question to you is which rookie run of six consecutive wins is more impressive? Was Paulo Yama's run more impressive or Adam Collins? It's a tough one because I honestly, I respect both of these players and the way they play the game, but I... I feel like maybe it's a little bit of recency bias, but I'm going to have to go with Adam Collins on this one. I just feel like I've seen a lot more of him, and I feel much more confident in choosing him in a head-to-head battle with someone that I consider a goat in the league. I, I mean, no, that's not a knock on Paulo Yama, but I, we have seen that Paulo Yama does have some holes in his game uh, that, that I'm sure he's been shoring up, especially during this pandemic. But that being said, I still think Gun to my head, I would choose Collins. I am well, when you look at Adam Collins, who he's had to go through, um, sans his first match, but you go right into his first official tournament match was against John Roca. That's a pretty pretty tough way to start after yeah. you play into a tournament is facing one of the greatest players of all time. He had to face John Roca. He had to face well, Brendan Meyer. He had to face Liz Shannon Miller. He's had to face obviously Jeff Snyder. He's he's had he's had a really tough road to get to this win, to get to his 6 and 0. But then when you look at Paulo Yama, Paulo Yama uh, as as well had a very difficult challenge ahead of him. You had to face Chance Ellison. He had to face Brendan Meyer. And then he had to lead all the way up to the championship against Dan Merle. Now, within these six, 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 excuse me, within these six wins for Paulo Yama, he already had to face Dan Merle and he ended up beating him for the championship. That one win alone, forget how he played against Jeff in New York, which he did beat Jeff similar to Adam Collins. And I argue in a, in a tougher match for both competitors, and it was in a live event where the entire crowd was booing Paulo Yama out of the building, which seems real difficult to play under those circumstances. Yeah. The fact that you have to beat Dan Merle for a championship within your 6-0 and consecutive win streak as a rookie, I don't know. To me, to me, that gives me the slight edge over Adam, the coyote. But I think you're prejudging this entire conversation then because then it's like it it might as well be a wait and see because if Collins were to take out Merle at Spectacular, not wishing that on anybody, just putting Mm -hmm. it out there, hypothetical, if that were to happen, please tell me that your answer would be a little bit different. Uh, Yeah, yeah, maybe, perhaps, uh, I'm sure, right? Because, I've look, the thing is, I doubted Adam Collins for a moment. After he beat John Roca, I thought maybe he's got the goods and then – I don't know. I guess I I didn't want to buy into the hype, right? Khabib Nurmagomedov just retired this past weekend from the UFC at UFC 254, and everybody always talked about how great he was, and I acknowledged that he was great, but I didn't want to buy into the hype that he was unstoppable and Mm -hmm. unbeatable. So I kind of found myself rooting against him a lot of the times and not giving him his proper credit. When I saw what he did against Justin Gaethje, I give the man all of his credit. He's probably top three greatest ever. Right. So if Adam Collins goes out there and he can beat Dan Merle at the biggest stage that we have in the movie trivia showdown at the spectacular for the title. Yeah, I got to give the man his flowers right now. Winning that championship within six matches, let alone within five and beating Dan, It just gives me the slight edge. And I'm talking razor thin uh, and I'm going Paul Oyama over Adam Collins. So let's uh, let's move forward, though. Let's get to our second one. Who, what is the greatest team, in your opinion, Jen Sturger, to never 
hold the team's championships? Oh, God. That's a good one. Um, You know, I, I feel like... I feel like I really would have liked to have seen... Are we talking teams, like, ever? Yeah. Like, even disbanded teams? Oh, God. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen McWeeny and, and uh, Guy hold the belt. I just feel like that reign would have been so fun. And the knowledge was there. You know, the knowledge was there. And I feel like they they worked really, really well together. And I just feel like it was disbanded too soon. And I would have really liked to have seen their run. I, I feel like... It may not have been one of the greatest teams of all time, but it would have been one of the most entertaining runs for with a title belt that we've seen. Like, because face it, this league is a better place when Andrew Guy is in play. Uh, I I agree from a that- from an entertainment perspective. You may not necessarily feel that way from a from a straight up trivia perspective, but from a this is fun to watch and we don't know what kind of chaos is about to take place. Having Andrew Guy in play is always the the right way to go. No, and, and and I agree with you about Andrew Guy. That's why for me, the greatest team to never win the championships is Team Action. Really, Team Action to never get there, to never win the titles. Mm. I think it's a travesty. They were so close the one time against um, the Shire Wolves. They were almost there. They were just one baseball player instead of an actor away. John Carlos Stanton. <laughs> right. Mm. They were so close. If they just they call so him, close. if they would have just think of him as Mike Stanton, like I do, that this would be all avoided. I, it really would have. <laughs> Well, they would have. Yeah, you're right. They definitely would have gotten it done there. So I think that they're the greatest one ever because when they came into the league, you and I, I think I've talked about it before, how how monumental their entry into the league was. I think it shifted for a lot of people. They were breaking the third wall, especially in the late to the party where they're like, we're reacting and they're doing that. That was my very first match I met them in. And when I say... Oh my God. Yes. It was the first time I'd ever worked with either of them. I had never met them anywhere else or, or worked with them like at after buzz or any other place. And I just remember sitting there watching the match and still trying to get acclimated to the league and what the league was about and like really paying attention to the ins and outs of how the game worked. And out come these two guys with a couch where they sit on it and they're like, we're reacting. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm home. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that the chemistry that they had, they were so great with and, me. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah, and with you, of course, right? Uh, no, I'm talking about more so with each other. But um, I think that I think that what what they were able to do within the league, if they would have had the championships to prove it, can you imagine the confidence level of Andrew Guy if he's actually been a title holder in the movie Trivia Schmodown? He would it's be already, insufferable. He would be insufferable. <laughs> but I'm here for it. I truly in the best am way, here right? For it. Yeah. He, Look, he's the common the denominator way. in both of our picks. So I just think we want to see a belt on Andrew Guy. I think that we do. I think it's great, better for the league. Now, what if, what if we create a belt just for Andrew Guy, like the BMF belt, the BMF belt, but of trivia. Now huh? we're talking. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> Christian, let's make it happen. Let's make it you know happen. What, if you don't know what BMF stands for, do some Googling. <laughs> yeah. I hope everybody knows what that means. Um, now let's get to our last question for rapid fire. Um, and it is, we are in the Halloween season, and the movie Trivia Schmodown has seen many great entrances in the league, right? And what I think we need to discuss is who had the greatest costume entrance of all time? There's been a lot of great ones. I think we just saw one in the break with Greg Alba, but who has had the greatest costume entrance of all time, or is it Greg Alba in your opinion? Oh, you know what? I think when it comes to costume entrances, there's while there have been many great entrances, there has been only one consistent person 
this entire time. And that is Miss Movies, Brianne Chandler. No one does costume and cosplay the way Miss Movies does. And the attention to detail that she goes through, the putting herself like she is, is like meta. She is so like method acting. I mean, she is in it. And she will actually try to play her in character for the majority of the match. I mean, I just find her attention to detail and like the way she wants to get it done and the choreographing. And it's just everything is a performance for Brienne. And that's why I think that she has been top notch when it comes to costume entrances. I don't think she's touchable. You know, when we think about entrances, also you have to think about Bibiani, who's done a lot of great ones. Um, obviously, Miss Move Miss Movies might have my favorite or one of my favorites with the Buffy the Vampire. Oh, that was uh, fun. Slayer. That was so great. Um, there, there's been a whole lot. PLD, I want you to weigh in on this one. Who do you think has the greatest costume entrance of all time? My favorite was Janine the Machine at the live event in New York, the Creed oh. entrance with the boxing. I mean, it, it just oh, inspired yes. me to kick, go out there and kick some booty. That one was great. Man, there's been a lot. Greg Albus was phenomenal. I'm just trying to think of what was my absolute <gasps> favorite. Oh, you know what? I think we forgot. Jeff Snyder, free for all. <laughs> yeah. We didn't know where he was. We didn't know where he was coming from. We just heard the clankety clank, the clankety clank. And we were like, what is happening right now? And he walks out in full and glorious bastards gear. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, look, they're not necessarily the most highbrow costumes in terms of the uh, the construction of them. They're usually a t-shirt with something drawn on it with magic marker. Uh, you can buy those, by the way. I'm sure on his Etsy gift shop. <laughs> but like, but but there's just something about he enjoys making people laugh in his entrances. Uh, yeah, yo, he he was always funny, and like I said, Bibbs has had a ton, and I just can't narrow it down to one for him. Uh, also, was it was it was it Rotten Tomatoes that came in dressed as Marty and Doc? Like, I have to throw that one out there for obvious reasons. There's been a lot. There's been too many. I can't pick one. Who wrote this question? PLD? I can't ah. pick just one. Man, I can't pick just one. Which makes us go to uh, which makes us go to Love It or Leave It for this week. Um, when you talk about colorful characters, maybe not costumes. Well, and sometimes costumes. Colorful characters. I remember when we were in Brooklyn for the first time. Uh, Josh McCuga came out on stage to host with Frank and I. And what a phonetic energy this man has. He's off the walls. He's incredible. He wasn't the mild man. He was the wild man. But now mm -hmm. we're seeing him enter a situation where he could potentially be done forever. Gone. Hang hang up the gloves. Leave the, Take off the boots, right? The retirement match. Do you love... Josh McCuga potentially leaving this all behind or would you rather him stay and you leave it? Oh God, no, I, I have to leave it. I hate that this is what it's come down to. And we all have one person to thank for it. And that's Shannon Barney. Um, this league is a better place with Josh McCuga. You know, he may not be one of the most well-versed players in, in movie trivia. He comes to the match with the knowledge that he has. He's not a studier. He's just an old school guy kind of flinging stuff against the wall and seeing what happens, uh, usually while drinking a beverage. But every single interview I've ever had with him, every interaction that I've ever had with him, he just exudes this 
really positive, really energetic, like positive energy that we need more of around the Schmodown. You know, in a league that 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 seems like the heels have had a lot of fun in in recent years. I feel like we are going to be at a great loss if we lose someone like a Josh Makuga because, like I said, he's one of the OGs. He may not be on the Mount uh, Rushmo, uh, if you want to <laughs> call it that, but uh, there's definitely a statue or two of him, you know, holding up two bottles of wine or something while <laughs> while, yeah. uh, while answering Rocky questions. <laughs> <laughs> when we have the eventual uh, movie trivia showdown Hall of Fame, the physical Hall of Jeremiah Fame. Jeremiah Morris get- donated $20. The question is, which okay. do you value more KO or title wins and defenses? This is the question with Collins or Oyama. I go for someone who has title match wins, which Oyama had two in that span and why I say he should have been rookie and singles player year. Oh yeah, so do you do you value the the knockouts more than just the individual wins? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Let me throw it to Paul. Paul, what do you think about that? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I agree that the title and beating Dan Merle obviously is a huge, huge uh, win for Oyama in this way. The titles are huge, but the way that Collins has looked so dominating in those in those wins make me lean a little bit more towards Collins myself. Uh, I'm still leaning towards Collins, but it's a very, very slight, very thin sliver. Thin sliver. What do you think, Jen? Does it I mean, alter I'm, your opinion? I'm sticking. No, not at all. I'm sticking with Collins on this one. I think that uh, this will be a much tougher match for Dan Merle than his match with Oyama was. But I don't think that Dan Merle is taking this lightly at all. And that's the thing with is with Dan Merle is dangerous for a reason, and it's not just because he's one of the best in terms of the knowledge that he possesses just off the top of his head about movies. It's that now I think he has adjusted to the game. You know, he's, he's one of those players that's really had to evolve because when he started at the beginning, it was just about movie trivia. And then he came back and, you know, made his reappearance and it was a lot more kayfabe heavy of a league. And now, now we're entering this whole new dimension of the league, which is playing virtually and so it's like I feel like he's one of those players that has adjusted really well to whatever the league has thrown at him and I think that it's still going to carry forward in terms of how he approaches some of these lesser known rookies when it comes to facing him in title matches so I still am gonna I'm still gonna hang my hat on Collins on this one all right well I appreciate that Jeremiah Morris I think that puts our total so far at 60 so 40 more and I definitely will be Jessica next week Uh uh-huh Hundred, mm-hmm. I promise. I promise. One hundred and forty more, and you will make see. sure you get the contour right. Okay, I, I'm gonna work on it. I'll look at YouTube videos and tips. I'll try to do the best contour job that I possibly can. Um, but yeah, and we're so we're forty dollars away from that, and one hundred and forty away from Jen Sturger being a less pretty version of the boat next week. We no will see if we can that. get to that. We're actually thirty five dollars <laughs> away. Thirty five dollars away. Oh, thirty five. Excuse yeah. me, thirty five dollars oh. away. From, from the goal oh. of the Jessica thing. So we will see that. But one thing I want to say about Josh Bakugo before we get out of here for our break, in the eventual physical version of the movie trivia Schmodown Hall of Fame, which will be there, there will be a Josh Bakugo wing. There has to be. For the Blue Fairy appearances, for the, for the Mild Man, for all the antics that he's done at the live events. And then I just want on a video loop him uh, defacing with his private parts, the movie trivia Schmodown singles championship. I think that that's a moment that should live in infamy forever. But anyway, that is what we think about Josh McCougal. We'll see what happens to him in the future. We have more. We have Schmomaline. Schmomaline. I can't say it. The Schmodown Halloween photos are coming up next. You do not want to miss this, guys. Stick around. We'll be back. Schmo. 
Schmalloween? Schmalloween. Schmalloween. Mark Riley loves horror movies. I am a horror movie. I would have really liked to see a match with Mark Riley and I going head to head, to head to separate head about scary things. I feel comfortable using Schmodown jargon in everyday life. Spin from the wheel, not the pegs, kids. I'm able to recall movies at the drop of a hat. Mom, what's that movie with that guy in it? You mean Spies in Disguise with Will Smith and Tom Holland? <laughs> and that's why you should vote for me, Brianne Chandler, Miss Movies, for your exhibition competitor. Sturger, uh, or Jess Sturger, <clears throat> excuse me, Jessica Sturger today, <laughs> evil twin. Um, and we are going to play something fun. This is called, does someone say it for me, Schmalloween? Schmalloween. Right? This I don't is Schmalloween. I don't know why when I'm reading it, it looks like marshmallow to me, so I'm trying to say it doesn't matter. Uh, Schmalloween, <laughs> can't say it, um, where we are going to have several photographs of Movie trivia showdown competitors and personalities when they were children or in recent years. And we're going to have to see if y'all can guess who exactly they are. That's how that's going to work, right, Jen? Absolutely. Okay. See if you guys can keep up. I'm really intrigued because these we don't have been submitted. We have no idea what's happening right now. Yeah, we haven't we have seen no. any of these pictures. Uh, our wonderful producer, PLD, gathered all of these for us. So I really hope there's some fun surprises. And let's see what kind of terrible costumes our Brandon friends Buck donated $40. Get ready, Brad. Hashtag free Jessica. <laughs> so we met our first goal. So, Jen, we'll have to, you'll have to give me some tips later on when I'm getting ready so we can make this happen officially. Thank you so much, guys. We can't do this without you. We truly can't. But remember. Especially get Brad to dress up. Apparently, I really can't do this without you. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hold yeah. him to Absolutely. it, guys. Hold him to it. I now I will do it. I promise I will. I promise I will. I, I have to do it now. They pay the people pay to see it. Um, so uh and again, that means we're just a little under a hundred dollars away from Jess slash Jen being a less pretty version of the boat. 
So we will see if if we can get that done. What if um, I do the boat better than the boat does the boat? Uh, well, that like what if I go full Will Smith and I'm like, you know, the difference between you and me, I'll make this look good. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. AJ we'll see Lancaster donated $20. Calling on a robot voice to explain it to Brad Shmomaween. <laughs> still can't Shmomaween. Shmomaween. Okay, so this is how this is going to work. Y'all going to see a picture come up uh, to the left or right of me. Whatever, you'll see it. It'll come up next to me, and you will have to guess in the chat who this person is from the world of the movie trivia Shmodown. Okay, is everyone ready? Are you ready, Jen? Let's do this. All right, RB3, let's throw up photo number one, and Jen and I are going to see if we can guess who this person is. Let's see. All right. Okay. Dressed as some sort of Western young lady. Oh, I think I know who this is. Holding a jack-o'-lantern? Yeah, I think I know who this is. Um. Okay, who do you think it is? This is Brienne. 100% this is Brienne. You think that's Brienne Chandler? Yes, oh, you know what? Still, yeah, yeah. Yes, you yeah. can still see like the cheeks and like the hair. It's yeah, it's all there. All yeah, of it. It's all there. That's definitely Brienne. Uh, PLD, who is this? That is Miss Movies herself, Brienne ah! Chandler. Look at that. What is she supposed to be like a cowgirl or what? What is this? Um, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, look. I'm going to be honest. I think I saw this one on her Instagram maybe a oh. year ago, and she basically said that uh, it was like parts of a costume gathered from other friends, you know, like, cause no one wanted, cause her parents didn't want to spend the money on a costume. And so she doesn't even know what it is. <laughs> okay. Let's move to the second photograph that we're going to be pulling up here. I believe about right now. Okay. Who is this? Huh? I don't know who that is. I, is that Christian? Huh? Is that Christian Harlan? Cause look, here's the thing. The photo looks old, right? So it has to be somebody around the, you know, early, early 80s, God, maybe. I got to blow up. I got to blow up the screen. Late here. 70s. I think it's Christian. I don't know. I it's so it's crazy because I was going to say, I was going to go with the chat and say Brendan Meyer, but like, God. Well, the chat seems to either say it's Christian or Makuga. I don't think it's Makuga. I think it's Christian Harloff. Yeah, let's go with Christian. All right. PLD, who is it? It's the chairman, Christian Harlow. Hey! Good job. I was just going with you guys because I had no clue. All right. Let's try to He's get through so all cute. of this. What happened? No, sorry, boss. <laughs> all right. Next one, RB3. Okay. Who is this? Okay. So we see Batman. All right. Oh, come on. Who is this? I. You can tell from just the, the jaw. I have no, no idea who that is. It would be so funny if this is Kalinowski. I don't think it is. I don't know who that is. The lips are very pouty. Hmm. Yeah, the <laughs> I can't say. I was gonna say the kid's got good lips. Yeah, he's got very pouty lips. It doesn't. It doesn't look like Mike. Brad, I don't you know. You guys if really think this is Mike? That. What's that? <laughs> I don't know if it was appropriate for Brad to say that, but I'm just gonna ignore that. Oh, okay. What? Well, it's a, it looks like a teenager, right? Or maybe. I mean, it's very, it's very, uh, mm, I think it's Mike. Okay. I'm just uh, going to say it's Mike. I feel like this was put in Mike. there to throw us off. Let's go, Mike. Who is it? 
It is Mike Kalinowski. <laughs> Three. That All was right. probably his first attempt at making a bat costume. Okay, I think we have several of these, so he let's, was let's get very, through. very, very pouty as a child. Look how serious he was. He was clearly going Keaton on that one. He's still a handsome man with a very punchable face, even as a charm. Um, <laughs> even as a child. <laughs> let's go to the next one. Who is this? Okay, we look like, is this a lion? What is this, a dog? What? Is it a gorilla? What is What is that? this dressed up? A teddy bear? Is that supposed to be a kangaroo? Kangaroo? I don't know. Who is this? I think it's Chance. Chance? Ellison? It's either Chance or... <gasps> oh, no. No, that's Chance. That's Chance Ellison. That's 100% so? Chance Ellison. Yes, absolutely. Right? Right? I'm going Chance. What's your final answer, Jim? Chance. All right. PLD, who is it? I don't think she's going to like that. It's uh, it's Shan Barney. <laughs> oh, what? No. Chan's <laughs> got really good cheekbones. Oh, that's Shannon. Shannon, what are you supposed to be? <laughs> Oops. Swing and a miss. Okay, let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. Okay. An angelic figure. Very blonde hair. Is she supposed to be an angel? I mean, come on. Isn't that Rachel Cushing? Yeah, that's what I feel. Is it Rachel Cushing, PLD? It is not. <laughs> what? Oh, um. That's not Rachel Cushing? It is not. Hmm. Any more guesses? I'm going to say then is the, I have no idea. Who else is blonde? Oh, Emma Fife. Incorrect. Who is it? It is Kate Mulligan. Oh, oh, Kate Mulligan. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to number. Uh, this is the sixth one. We have uh, She's about missing a fanny pack. I thought that fanny pack's been with her for generations. So, all right. Let's throw the next one up on the screen. Oh, okay. Okay. We have we have R two D two. That's a lanky child. I gotta go Dan Merle on this one. Oh, that's a great guess. I'm gonna say Ken Knapsack. Just for the obvious reasons. PLD, who is this? Both great guesses, both wrong. Paul Preston. Paul really? Preston. Oh, man. Paul Preston. Tall. That's a Super tall child. It's a really tall child. should have been playing basketball or something. Okay, let's go, let's go to number seven. Let's see who number seven is. Um. Okay, it looks like they're dressed as a angry bird pig or something or a dragon. Wait, what? It's a young one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah, oh. that's yeah, that's gray. That's I think that's gray Drake. Okay, I've I've misnumbered mine. So oh, I see it on the screen. Yeah, that's gray Drake. Uh, incorrect. That's actually the lovely Brett Sheridan. That's <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Parton. Brett Sheridan is Dolly Parton. You've got to be kidding. You have to do the show without me. <laughs> That okay, let's let's just take a couple more here. Which which number are we on, Paul? You Go know? Number, let me see. Number seven, I believe. Number seven. Okay, I skipped one. Okay. So oh, okay, this adorable. is the one. Adorable. Again, I don't know. What does the chat think this one is? Who do Who you is think this, this is? Chat? I really have no earthly idea. Um, 
I think it's Clark Wolf. Maybe, maybe Makuga. I said Clark Wolf. I don't know. When when you're young, oh, some people are saying Perry Nimeroff. I could see that too. I don't know. I'm gonna say Clark Wolf. I'm taking a big swing on this one. Who you got, Jen? I I feel like Makuga. All right, PLD. Who is it? It is Eric Zipper. Aww, what a cutie! Eric Zipper was a really cute kid. Okay, <laughs> let's, go, let's go to number eight. Okay, so okay, classic costume. Love it, love it. Um, you can't go wrong with with the scoops. Now glasses throws me off a little bit. I can't see the hair or the top of the head. Can't get a judge of the size of the cranium. It looks like Haley Fouch to me. That's what I'm thinking. But oh, oh, Parker, Robert Parker. It's Parker. Yes, that's Robert Parker, right? Yes. It's You're so hard because you can't see their hair. Back on track. It's Robert You're back Parker. Back on track. Okay. <laughs> awesome. You can't see their hair in a lot of these costumes, so you can't tell if it's like a girl cut or a boy cut. So it's just these cute kid faces, you know. All right. Let's go to the next one. We have a few more. Oh, okay. Old black and white. Oh, this is, this is, I know who this is. I know who this is. This is John Kaiser. Oh, God, yes. That's 100% John Kaiser. <laughs> PLD? Could it be anybody but John Kaiser? 40-year-old <laughs> okay, cool. child. <laughs> so we have a couple. I want to get through all of these because I'm actually really entertained by this. I'm actually super entertained by this. Okay, oh, this is like a legit baby picture. The next one. I have no... Who, how are we supposed to know this one? Oh, that's too... That's way too young. No, no no idea. So Frank Janish said this kid looks drunk. Uh, Frank's, uh, that's really nice, Frank. That means it's Makuga. Someone said Dan Merle. I, I have no I idea. This it is looks too like young. Baby. Who is it? It is the smasher, Kevin Smets. Aww. Aww, Kev. All right, shout out to Kevin Smets. Okay, let's move on to, what are we on, number 11? Is that the one we're on, PLD, number 11? Yes, 11 is the one now. We have two left. Okay, so we got a hula chick here with some pom-poms. Hmm. Hmm. That, hmm. Hmm. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what does the chat say? What does the chat say? Matt Atchity, Roxy. <laughs> you were saying that's Roxy Stryer, maybe. Maybe. Stacy? Stacy Howard? Stacy Howard, maybe? Maybe Stacy. A lot of Roxy. Someone said Paul. See, Polyama. I can't tell. I feel like this is one of those times where we can't tell if it's a guy or a girl. I'm going to go Stacy. You're going Stacy? Because of the red. Maybe. Final answer? Final answer, Stacy. I don't have one. <laughs> It's a trick question. It's actually Kevin Smets again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The Smasher Smets. You got to love him. Okay. I think we only have a couple more. Is that right, Paul? We have one more, and then I think I might have just gotten one in. So we're Okay. So number, we're on number 12. <laughs> oh, no. Number 13. Okay. <laughs> that is obviously... Bobby Gucci. Right? Exactly. This is Bobby Gucci. Yes. Awesome. You're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I think we have one final one. Why does that baby look 50? <laughs> like... We have one final one. Is that right, Paul? We have one final one, RB3. Oh, 
Okay. Hmm. Obviously, that's Josh McCuga, right? We think it's Josh McCuga. Or Roka. Maybe. I don't know. We've got a gun in the waistband. Cowboy hat. Um, People are saying Jader, Chance, Outlaw, Outlaw. and Draco, Snyder. Someone said, what a small. That's Makuga. Jen, give me your final answer. I was going to say it's Makuga or Roka. Uh, but I don't know why they're Plaxico burrising themselves. Someone should really... <laughs> should really tell that kid to get the gun out of his pants. It doesn't end well, especially when you go to the club. Um, I think I'm going to go with Makuga. Final answer. Final answer, everyone. Okay. Um, That is... Oh, my God. You're my dreamboat. What? That is the boat, Brad Gilmore. Yes. You played us. You played us. (laughs) That is the boat. What a handsome young kid I was. Oh, my gosh. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. I'm still as cute as ever. Um, but thank you. That was our Schmalloween. 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 That was our Schmalloween segment. I'm going to say it eventually. Eventually, I will get to it. But uh, those are our Halloween pictures. So let's talk about, though, in the spirit of Halloween, we have a really cool event coming up tomorrow. So this is our quick picks. Or not tomorrow, coming up. Is it tomorrow? No, it's coming up Saturday, of course, right? Yes. Um, this is our horror free-for-all edition of quick picks so the horror free-for-all is going down if you do not know um is going to be awesome the winner of the free-for-all will get three points for their faction the uh, mvp will get one point so we're all going to pick on who we think is going to be the mvp and who we think is going to win it all let's start uh, with this Ms. is so tough because we're we're yeah. blindly guessing here we don't even know who the competitors are so yeah, well, you got you to come up in the ranks. Uh, Paul, PLD and I are both 3-0 and in our predictions. You're 2-1. and So, you know, you, you got to swing for the fences on this one. Uh, who did you pick as the winner for the free-for-all? Um, I think I picked... Who did I pick, PLD? You wanted to pick the uh, coming out of retirement? Yes! That's it. Exactly. I wanted Clark Wolf to come out of retirement for this one because I don't think that there's... Like, there is not a competitor that owns the horror slice on the wheel the way Clark does. And it just seems like the perfect time for her to just come throw her hat to the gauntlet just to show all these kids how it's done. You know what I mean? If she's in this, good luck, everybody else. Yeah, well, I I think that's a solid pick, but I think that it's less than likely of occurring, seeing as though she's not on any faction, Jen. I just feel like she needs to come in and cause chaos. Yeah, well, I mean, I would like it. I would love it. We all love the classy one, but she, I think, is enjoying retirement. So I think Jen is going to at least go to two and two after today. But um, I'm picking, I think, an obvious one. I'm going to go William the Beast Bibiani. Uh, William Bibiani is not just good at all trivia. He's specifically good at horror trivia. I will say, though, he's been floating this idea out of a horror trivia league or division in the movie Trivia Schmodown. Ah, I'm not down for that one. I don't think that we need, we don't need a horror division. Are you out of your mind? I just feel like there's so many horror movies at this point that it it just, it it has as much to choose from as inner geekdom does. Think about it. Yeah. Well, just because a genre has a lot of movies doesn't mean it needs its own division. We're not going to have an action division. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want a back to the future league, Brad? No, I would dominate that one, obviously, but I'm just saying, (laughs) We don't, we don't, just because there's a lot of a certain type of movie doesn't mean it needs its own division in particular. Inner Geekdom makes sense because 
you know, they're the happens to be the highest grossing films of the last several years. Everyone loves superhero movies. Not everyone loves horror movies. It's like having a slice on the wheel or a division of straight to DVD pictures starring Nicolas Cage. It's just, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. But having said that, I think that William Bibiani wins the horror free for all. And Mr. PLD, who did you pick? That's such win? a safe pick. It is a safe pick, but it's a smart pick. First off, Brett, didn't you lose the Back to the Future exhibition match? I have no recollection of anything that you okay. were discussing. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Um, but I do have to say I agree with Brad. Not only is this a horror match, this is a free-for-all. Who's known for the free-for-all? It's the Beast Bibiani. He's going to stand the whole time, even in his home, and he's going to come through and probably go all the way. Yeah, I think, I think it's just too safe of a bet. But the one that really is going to be the oddball is the MVP. The MVP. Who is going to be the MVP of the movie trivia showdown horror free for all uh, uh, contest that we're going to see at the at the Skybound Expo? Because typically in the free for all itself, the MVP has been historically within the Beast Bibiani. But since I'm picking him to win, I'm not seeing him as the MVP. Who you know I who think, I am saying uh, is going to be uh, MVP uh, is I'm uh, going with Mark Andreco. Oh, 100%. He may not go all the way. He may not be the last man standing, but I do feel like Mark Andreco is one of the best, if not the best, in horror movie trivia. So I'm going to be sticking with Mark Andreco for my MVP. That's actually a solid pick. I didn't think about Mark Andreco. That's a great one. PLD, who's your MVP? I went with you last time. I'm going with Jen this time. I got Andreco as well. I think he's going to hit big time in this one. Yeah, man, those are great selections. Those are really great selections. I think I went a little bit off the wall, as is my pick. They are a little bit off the wall. That's why I selected for the horror free-for-all MVP. If she is in it, Video Drew is going to be my MVP. Yes, Video Drew. Thanks for the points, Brad. Thanks for the points. Oh, come on. You don't think (laughs) Video Drew can get the job done? That's a, she's a quality pick. And I think that for the dungeon, she's going to be a, a blast pickup. to watch. I don't know that she's going to rack you up many points though. We'll see. We'll see. Don't, don't hate on, don't hate on the Drew. I know she's you like the Wednesday Drew. Adams of Andrew guys. <laughs> she, she definitely <laughs> is. So those are our picks. Who do y'all have? We don't know anyone, by the way, we have no idea who's in this thing. It, we're assuming yeah, that William Bibiani no and, and Mark Andreco and, and video Drew are in it. Um, Jen's taking a real big swing for Clark. There's Wolf. a good chance we're all wrong about all of these because we have no idea. Like it's been sworn to secrecy who is in this free for all. So that's why you guys have got to tune in and watch and see what goes down. Uh, I know Brad and I will be so fingers crossed. We need to get some sort of though, like actual physical trophy um, at the end of the season. Whoever mm. has the best picks, you know what I mean? Whoever is number one in picks needs to get some sort of physical trophy trophy or object that they can hold over pld and you oh so that means that i'm gonna win right okay cool um just so we're all on the same page <laughs> i think that that is really all for our the body of our show today want to throw it over to r to the b to the three for any stream labs or super chats that we may have missed by the way guys we did hit our goal of me being jessica unfortunately i think we're a little bit higher than the tier and we're almost there for jen to do her impression of being the boat. So if you want to get those last second stream guys, labs if in, we come one cent short, I'm okay with it. So no, no, you're tried. not. We want to get as much money as humanly possible because it's the stream labs that keep this show on the air. It's the super chats that keep this show on the air. Take it right up to the wire, kids. Right up to the wire. Right up to the wire. But just we'll see. To, we, just to rub it in Brad's face. Oh God. But see, we that's all know what it. I we all know what team you're on. 
I thought that I was going to avoid doing the hot chip challenge because we only got to like, uh, I don't know, $50 shy of our goal. And Frank said, you know, what? I'll do it anyway. And then as literally as he's about to eat the chip, they came in and they, they get us over the hump and I had to eat the chip too. So I don't want to do that. $500. You get to see Jen Sturger suffer. Which I, which I'm almost, I'm almost inclined to make the donation myself just to see it happen. But uh, if you want to help pitch in, we would love so it at streamlabs.com/slash/the-schmodown. Streamlabs.com/slash/the-schmodown. But RB3, did we have any that we may have missed? Uh, no, we actually received a lot of the robot donations today. So thank oh, you all nice. so much for that. We do have one from Jeremiah Morris who says, "I'm sad now. Brad lied. Um, how do I return his book?" <laughs> guess what guess what jeremiah morris that direct deposit hit this morning so there's nothing you can do to get your money back at least from the boat's pocket so i i appreciate that uh as always we appreciate all your donations and we're going to have some goals that we want to hit every single week so that we can make sure that we can continue Future to have quick coming up next samples donated 20 dollars to give the fans what they want to give the fans. So wait, where does that put us, RV3, for total donations? Right now we are at 145. 145. One, so we are 55 short of Jen having to dress as me. Mm -hmm. 55 short. Oh, somebody, please, Action Army, whomever. I'm going to stay on this call at least another two minutes. <laughs> he just became a telephone. AJ Lancaster <laughs> donated $20. Don't Calling you dare! Robot voice to explain it to Brad Shmomaween. Shmomawi, I can't do it. Oh, so, I think okay, that one I, played already. I'm not sure. Did we already play that one? I think that one did play already. Yeah. Uh, so we're still $55 short for Jen Starger dressing up as the boat. I would like to see your rendition, though. 54.50, guys. Just take it right 50. up to the top so that way we get a thumbs up from Christian, but I still get to watch Brad make a sad face. <laughs> what I didn't ask, though, Jim, what are your Halloween traditions? Oh God, my Halloween traditions. I mean, I'm, I'm, I love cosplay and I love dressing up. That's why it's like, I don't know that I'm going to do it this year just because it's just going to be me at my house. And it's like, I want everybody to see, I'm always, I always want everyone to see all the cool stuff I come up with. Like one year I was uh Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope with Cody and uh, Cody, my husband, not Cody Hall, but uh, I That'd made an him interesting choice as well. I made him fake hands, like giant fake hands and giant fake feet that he had to walk around in in a children's parade. That was pretty hilarious. Uh, and then I got to be Vanellope, obviously, and I stayed in character the entire day because we were at a children's parade, and it was a huge hit. Uh, that was right when Wreck-It Ralph came out. So I um, was really proud of that. Uh, I do, like, I've done, like, Katana from uh, Mortal, Kombat. Mortal Kombat. That was right. fun, yeah. yeah. I love doing just... Everything's always homemade. I was a Thundercat. Um, yeah. So I got did you have all. plans? Did you have mm -hmm. plans for this no. Halloween or no? No, not really. No. I'm just trying to stay safe, you know. So probably passing out candy to trick-or-treaters. Jeremiah never done it. Morris donated $20.50. Hashtag Team Jen, I'm disappointed in you, Brad. I loved the show and you lied. I feel heartbroken. <laughs> Hashtag Action Army. Jeremiah Morris, we're going to get the job done. Trust me, we're going to get the job done. Um, You know, what's sad is I've never had the quintessential Halloween costume that I was really happy and proud of. You know, I mean, I did. I got to cosplay as Marty McFly earlier this year at the DeLorean headquarters for the cover of the book, which is this picture that you see right here, right? That's dope. Yeah, that one was cool, but that wasn't for Halloween. I think, you know, I, I've done all the, the normal ones. When I was a kid, I did the ninjas and the, I was Zorro a lot. I really enjoyed being Zorro. 
Um, I did. Uh, oh, I would always do Halloween Horror Nights. And this was the year. It was 2016. So it was the election. And Johnny LaQuasta went with me. He's in the middle. Yes. Uh, he went with me and he had never been to a Halloween Horror Nights. And he is a high pitched screamer and terrified <laughs> of ev- he is terrified of everything. He is the easiest jump scare. Like you can't you can't walk through a haunted house with him because he's literally clinging on your body. And you're just like, take him. You're just like pushing him into characters at that point. So I was like, Johnny, Johnny, just do what I do. And if they get too much in your face, just either laugh at them or ask them a question and see if they'll interact with you or tell them that they're hot. I'm like, that always wins them over. And they stop, you know, chasing you and threatening to murder you. So Johnny's answer to what I told him to do in starting a conversation is he started shouting at the characters when they were in his face. Who are you voting for? <laughs> that was it. That was his his comeback. He literally almost peed himself. <laughs> I'm, was, see, I'm not a big fan of of those kind th- of things either. I don't, I'm not. I'm not. You're not going to have me on a horror show or I mean a ha- haunted house or anything like that. PLD, what is your quintessential costume? One I did was Darth Maul back when I was a college freshman, and uh, my wife dressed as Amidala, so it made quite an interesting pairing uh, seeing them together. Hmm. Okay, and then what about RB three? What's your what was your best Halloween costume? Um, well, I mean, I talk about this a lot, but I um, I used to be part of a, a dance uh, dance team in high school. Uh, so the Jabberwockies? Uh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> just just dan- nah. We we were just dancing or whatever. But so I they had me do. I was Spider Man is always my favorite character. So I did a Spider Man swag uh, dance. At, That's at our, dope. At our, at our high school like performance or whatever. And ever since then, I. I always rock the Spider-Man uh, uh, outfit uh, to, to Halloween, you know. Oh, but in case anyone questions the dedication to the craft, I made Cody wear these fake eyebrows. Tsunami uh, donated $30. We need Jen slash Jessica next week. PLD will win quick picks. What, what are we at right Wait. now? We are $5 away. Uh, we are no, no, no. Don't please, guys. Please don't do Five? this to me. $5. $5. $5 away? Please don't do Somebody. this to me. No, no, no. Anybody. Team Jesse. We got to go. Oh, time's up. No, no, uh, no, we haven't. We we are. It's time's up. Just yet. Check. Somebody come through. Somebody come through. No, no, no. Break it up, Brad. You're breaking up. (laughs) What? No, no. We're almost there. Somebody come through. But I, I, I'm looking forward to this Halloween because it's, uh, you know, me and the float, the finest lady of all time, uh, Miss Farrah, we're going to, we're going to hang out. We're going to do like the full family Halloween movie thing so i'm gonna watch halloween town you know get hocus pocus in there maybe some casper the friendly ghost we're gonna have like the nice gambit of of, of those ones i'm not watching any horror films you gotta be out of your mind you're watching like all of the cheesy like ghost movies and stuff like that you uh, want to you want to throw something in there that's supposed to be a kid's movie if it's terrifying huh Ernest scared stupid oh, that scared yes. the crap out of me as a child uh, RV, were you about to say something? Uh, we the boat has donated five dollars. What ha, the hell? Ha, that ha, is ha. not cool. <laughs> yes. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, on coming up next, you will see Jen and or Jess and the boat. We will see it next week. Jen Sturger, why let the people know where they can find you and follow you? At exactly. You can find me at Jennifer Sturger. You can find me on all social media at Brad Gilmore. Shout out to PLD, our super producer, RB3 on the boards. Thank you to Christian Arloff, Mark Ellis, and everybody over at Skybound. This is the Schmodown Entertainment Network, and we will see you all on coming up next, next week. See you guys. Enjoy your Halloween.
Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.